You're listening to Why Try, the podcast. I want to introduce Nick Loper. I'm a big fan of his work and the podcast he does, which is the Side Hustle Show. He has a blog as well, which is sidehustlenation.com. He is chief side hustler and founder of Side Hustle Nation. Uh, basically, he shares encouragement, interviews with experts, uh, tactics. He has a lot of uh, actually useful things rather than strictly inspirational things, which I think sets him apart from a lot of people. Uh, he's touched the lives of over 60,000 fellow side hustlers, cranked out over like, 250 podcast episodes, written over 10 ebooks as well. All of this in under five years, just actually since uh, 2013. So he's a content creating machine and he's helped a lot of people with this internet business. So Nick, welcome to Why Try. Is there anything I miss, missed on your resume there? Well, Nicholas, man, uh, thanks for having me. You make me, you make me sound pretty good on paper. Well, I think you are pretty good, uh, paper and real life. Just to start out, can you define what a side hustle is? What makes a good side hustle? Sure. Side hustle is just something that you're doing to earn money outside of your day job. It's that simple. And I mean, there are side hustles that are like, oh, I'm taking a second job, but more it's geared toward like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to start like something that's a little more scalable, that has a little more upside than straight, you know, hours for dollars. So in, in some cases, like at the very low end, it's like, yeah, I'm delivering pizzas, I'm babysitting, I'm driving for Uber, right? But on the higher end, it's like, okay, this is something that could eventually replace my day job income. So what's, what's the value of having a side hustle instead of just having, you know, a nine to five and having all your eggs in that basket? Well, there, I think you just said it. it's like there's a there's an element of diversification. There's an element of like exercising your um, unique skills or maybe like you're the creative side of your brain that maybe you're not using at work. Like my wife's um, an engineer by day, but she's a, a photographer by night. So that's kind of allowed her to really exercise both uh, both sides of her brain. There's the opportunity to build skills where I don't know, like I think my side hustle, my original side hustle was like a footwear comparison shopping site that I was building at the time I was working for Ford. And so like the, by day, I was like at the very bottom rung of like this giant Fortune 500 company, probably Fortune 50 company. And but by night, like I was CEO. And so that I think made me a better employee by saying like, OK, I understand like kind of the big picture stuff. And I don't know that I, I feel like that. Made, I don't know, made, made me better understand like what was going on in, in the dealerships and, and in the company at large. I can definitely see how that'd be the case. It seems like, well, I mean, you hear stories about like how Amazon's really encouraged their em- employees to be very entrepreneurial and they specifically seek out those people who are like frustrated by not being able to kind of captain their own ship and their other jobs. And that's that's been a huge component of their success. So I think there's something for employers too and having their employees have side hustles. Do you have specific rules on who should be a side hustler? Is there a certain personality type that's better, better suited to it? Well, there is, you know, there's a couple of schools of thought, right? You know, there's the one is like, we've been conditioned to be employees. We've conditioned, we're conditioned to kind of be cogs in, in a machine through, you know, years and years of education. But there's this other side of it is like, well, up until a couple hundred years ago, like we were all entrepreneurs. A lot of us were farmers, but a lot of us were, you know, in charge of really controlling our own destiny. We weren't punching a paycheck or punching a clock for somebody else until the industrial revolution. So I think like the, that entrepreneurial spirit, that like, kind of like survivor scrappy uh, spirit is alive in, you know, us all still, hopefully, you know, maybe it's a, a flicker. It's in our DNA someplace. Yeah. And I, 
I don't know. I guess I I see I see a range across really all ages, all demographics, and that's really what's exciting. Making making extra money never goes out of style. So it ended up being a good um, good uh, topic to try and talk about. So there's lots of elements that are really deeply human to you. Yes, and I think you know return to self reliance where you know, before, you know, and really this is only a few generations old. It's like, well, you know, you'll uh, punch the clock, get your paycheck, get your pension, you know, 30 years at one career. It's like that was in the broad scope of history. Like that was a very short lived period of time. And I think we're seeing kind of a return to self-reliance, you know, return to kind of the freelance economy where it's like, okay, I'm going to have to, maybe I'm going to have to have multiple bosses. I'm going to have to have multiple clients to make this, uh, to make this work. And you can kind of start that mentality today by saying, well, my day job is just, my it's just my largest client you know they don't have to be my only client but i've got another uh, 16 hours a day to to go out and find other work yeah it's a great perspective so what are some traits that make people successful in this and how can they develop those gosh the biggest thing that i see or probably the most defining characteristic is the willingness to test something out and not know you know without knowing what's going to happen first and just seeing what happens? I call, I call it the experimenter's mindset. It's and maybe it's a willingness to fail. It's like I, I mean, failure sucks. Like nobody wants to do that. But really, what separates like all oh, you know out of two hundred fifty something guests, you know, they they kind of put themselves out there because until you do, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know if this thing is going to work. If it's not going to work, and a lot of people are kind of stuck on the sidelines, looking for certainty in in a world where there really isn't any. I could not agree more. So how did, how did you get started in the side hustle game? Getting started could be as simple as, you know, selling crap from your garage on eBay. It could be as simple as, you know, driving for Uber or Lyft. It could be renting your spare bedroom on Airbnb. It could be um, host sitting uh, dogs on rover.com, which is like Airbnb, but for dogs, it could be, you know, freelancing some skill that you have and you can, you know, you can just look at your resume, like every job you've ever had is some is a skill somebody thought was worth paying for. So it can be stuff like that, or it can be more speculative projects or more long term projects. So, okay, I want to build um, some authority in this space, I want to start creating content around something that I'm interested in, it could be blog, could be podcast, could be videos, it, you know, those, those are longer term projects to try and build. But that, that's the cool thing is you've got your day job to kind of cover your bills while you're building it. And so you can afford to, you know, spend a little more ramp up time on, uh, on some more speculative projects. So how did you personally get started? What was your first started, side hustle? My, my first side hustle was that shoe site. And even before it was a, so, so it was a comparison shopping site, which you're probably too young to remember this, but like back in, back in the day, comparison shopping was a thing like you'd go to price grabber or next tag or shopping.com and you know they would tell you what stores you can find the best price nowadays everybody just goes straight to amazon like you said and they've you know dominated the world so my idea was to build a comparison shopping site just for shoes like instead of trying to be everything to everyone hey look we can write a tighter comparison algorithm that you know deliver better more accurate results negotiate special deals with the advertisers because like hey this is all we do um, and earn commission from Zappos, from Amazon, like from the different stores that uh, whose products were featured. The but actually before even starting the the website, like I was testing this or validating this, like with 
with Google ads to specific products? Like are people searching for specific, um, you know, specific models of shoes? Okay, direct link to the advertisers with my affiliate link. I don't even know if this is still allowed. So this is like, we're going back to like 2004, 2005 during this time. So it was kind of the wild, wild west of, of some of this stuff. But that was the, um, that was my way of firing bullets before cannonballs in uh, good to great speak, where it's like, okay, I could start with like a dollar a day budget on Google and, and see if, if anybody's going to buy before plunking down the big bucks to, to have some outsourced developers build, uh, build the website. And then what led to the creation of Side Hustle Nation? So I was running the shoe business. So uh, three years of nights and weekends before the shoe business became a full-time thing. And then I was running that full-time, really kind of heads down, focused on that for a few years. But after a while, kind of the, the diversification bug hit me or trying to um, just see what else is out there. And so I started, you know, probably half a dozen different projects during that time on the side from, uh, from Shoe Sniper. But most of I mean, most of them didn't go anywhere. Most of them died like a quiet, a quiet death in some corner of the internet. But a couple stuck around, and one of those that did stuck around, stick around was um, the Side Hustle Nation blog and the Side Hustle Show podcast. And within, uh, I'm really glad I did start it because within another year and a half, the shoe business was really kind of on its last legs, and so it kind of the side hustle stuff kind of swooped in to uh, to take its place as the as the main focus. So was it more of a practical thing or more of a personal thing or, or even both are not necessarily mutually exclusive? What motivated you to, to start sharing these resources with people? It was kind of in this moment of soul searching, to be honest, where it's like, okay, this, this business has had a great run, but it's been through lots of ups and downs and I'm not in, I'm like I'm not a sneakerhead or anything. Like, I don't particularly care about shoes. So I was like, well, what do you want to be known for when people Google you? And I'd already been blogging for the last few years, kind of on my own personal domain. But there was no, and nobody read it because it was like there was no reason to. Like there was, it was like you know some pictures from vacation. It was some rant about current events. It was like you know some there was some stuff about marketing and entrepreneurship because that was like what was going on. Um, in my life, but it, there, you know, there was no reason for anybody to stick around. And so I said, well, you know, what do I get really excited about talking about? And this idea of side hustles, this idea of like this lower risk brand of entrepreneurship kept popping up. And so that's when, uh, that's when Side Hustle Nation was born. And, and, and still nobody was reading at the beginning, but just kind of like some dumb persistence to keep at it and, and see if I could grow it. How important do you think that uh, focus is to have when you're when you're starting something like that you mean like on the niche itself versus like starting just a, a generic blog yeah so like you, you basically pick this like one specific area and, and are and saying like okay this is the side hustle box and this yeah. is what I, you know here are the basic boundaries that i want to stay within uh to help people uh, develop their side hustle and you know change their lives with how general can you be before like you run into problems or like, does it even, is there even a point? Yeah, so this one, you know, some people said even that is too broad. So it's kind of like a subset of the broader like entrepreneurial space. Um, but other people said, hey, even that is too broad. You should, suppose, you, could, you should focus specifically on affiliate marketing. You should focus specifically on um, you know, freelancing or e-commerce, you know, something like even a subset of that. And I've seen those people do, um, do pretty well too because it's like just so specific but the 
it's easier to, I mean, the more specific you can be, the easier it is to find an audience because this one, I guess the risk, like, so I see people and they'll email me, Hey, this is my site. And it's about like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I see people succeed. Like the, the one recent example that comes to mind is uh, chasingfoxes.com. They basically built like a lifestyle magazine. There's articles about money. There's articles about travel. There's articles about cooking and fitness. It's just like, it's super, super broad. And I would have been the first to tell you like, that's never going to work, but they, they made, they've made it work. They're making, at least last we talked, it was like 10, 15 grand a month. And I was just like blown away by that. Cause it just seemed like if you're trying to reach everybody, like how are you going to reach anyone? You know? Yeah, definitely. Has anything surprised you in your, in your own journey with this? The, the most surprising thing has kind of been an unexpected benefit of doing the podcast. And that's like the, <laughs> it's like how to describe it. It's like the, the internet friends, have now far, you know, at a certain point in time, like the t- the scale tipped where it's like the number of internet friends, like far outnumbered the number of real life friends. And now it's not even close. The coolest thing, the most surprising thing has been that networking component or that, you know, friendship component from people you meet online, people you meet through mutual connections, people you meet through the show. And so we've been able to have meetups, you know, with listeners and readers like all over the country. You know, we had a meetup last year in Japan, um, you know, met listeners and readers in Europe. Like it's, that's been by far kind of the most surprising and most rewarding thing where it started out as just like, you kind of understand like, okay, there needs to be an audience for this business to work, but you never, I, I don't know. It's like the, the, the audience is like, oh, those are real people and you can meet them in person. Like that's been really cool. When did you start? to feel that community coming together? When did it start clicking? So that's, that's a good question because like I always said, even from the beginning, like this is the community for part-time entrepreneurs, but I never like acted like that. It was like, there was a disconnect there. So it was probably a year, uh, maybe even two years into it or almost two years into it where I finally started the Side Hustle Nation Facebook group or the SH Nation Facebook group. Because, and it was in response to its audience survey. It was like, would this be, something that would be valuable to you? Would this be something you're interested in? Cause like, it was kind of my scarcity mindset of being like, there's, there's already dozens of entrepreneurial groups out there. Like what, like, do we need to add more digital clutter to the universe? Right. But now the group has 7,000 people and it's really, really cool to see the interactions that go on there without my direct involvement. People are asking questions, people are answering questions. And it's like, shoot, it's been hours since I was even in here. And, you know, a lot of times people will recommend past episodes, you know, if there's a specific question. So it's, um, it's been really cool to kind of build that community with, with me at the center, but not necessarily, it, it's taken less time to moderate than, than I expected it to. Yeah, that's really, that's really terrific. That's uh, bringing people together is something that I'm aiming to do as well. So you're, you're, you're a good tactical guy. Uh, what are some things that you found were really effective for growing your audience in your business? The biggest, the biggest thing or the, the thing that really kind of was the inflection point was this realization that the podcast isn't, um, isn't a business on its own. The podcast and, and really the blog too is just kind of a content marketing channel. And so with that realization, what I started to do was create episode specific lead magnets and what I've and like, so an episode specific opt-in offer where it's like, Hey, you, you're probably out driving or walking the dog. You're at the gym. You're probably not in a good position to take notes. So don't worry. We did it for you. You know, when you're done listening, you can go to sidehustlenation.com slash whatever the episode number is, or you can even like, you know, go to the detailed notes on your phone and you can click this link and you can download the 
the highlight reel. I call it like the sports center version of the show. It's like, here's what you need to know. Here are the top tips from the guest. And the more, obviously the more tactical the show, the more like step-by-step detailed the show, the better that those perform. But really when I started doing that, I had an email list of maybe a thousand at that time. So had been at it for 14, 15 months and had grown an email list of a thousand, which I was thrilled with. Like, that's a thousand people who raised their hand and said, hey, we want to hear from you. Um, but within three months, it was 3,000. Within six months, it was 6,000. So that was really the point where things started to take off. What that looked like tactically was if I could, now I have a, a writer that helps me put these together, who helps put these summaries together. But at the beginning, it's like, if I could get off the recording, if I did it right away, I found like I could knock this out probably in like half an hour or an hour and just like summarize like the best stuff from the from the show. And I deliver those with lead pages. So it's like a little, there's three links on the page, like the very top, in the middle, and at the bottom. Hey, you know, click here to download the top thing. Opens up a lead box pop-up. And then lead pages delivers the file, and they get added to the general um, email list. How do you define success for you personally? Yeah, success success for me is, is probably similar to success for you. It's, you know, being in, in control of your calendar. It's like being, you know, able to spend the time uh, the way you want to. So what do you see in the future for Side Hustle Nation? What are you most excited about? Man, I just got back from FinCon, which is like, it started out as a financial bloggers conference. Now it's kind of like the financial new media conference. And it's this weird combination of being exhausted from a lot of short nights, but being really energized by all the connections and ideas and, you know, the meeting of the minds that happened at this thing. And so I've got a ton of homework to get done in terms of, uh, interviews to record in terms of content to create in terms of little SEO tweaks and stuff. So the, probably the biggest um, soundbite or whatever nugget from the conference was you got to simplify before you multiply. And that really, that really struck me. Cause like, man, I feel overwhelmed with all the different stuff. Like okay, every Thursday there's another week coming out, got to get the show ready to go. And it's like, okay, there's definitely some room for improvement on the process front, on the team front, on the systems front to, you know, free up some bandwidth to focus on some some new growth projects, whether that's physical or whether that's, you know, more courses and products or whether that's just like trying to, trying to you know, make make the most of the product or the, the assets that you already have, you know, the existing um, articles and stuff that are out there. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Finally, where can we send people to find more of your work? We can put links uh, to sidehustlenation.com in the show notes. Uh, any, anything else that you want to plug? Sure, sidehustlenation.com slash ideas. We'll get you a laundry list of uh, part-time business ideas that you can start today. And, of course, we'd love to have you tune in to the Side Hustle Show, available on iTunes and Google Play and wherever you um, overcast, all that stuff, wherever you like to find uh, find new shows. Well, th- thanks so much for taking the time, Nick. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. super fun to have you on the show. You bet, Nick. Thanks for having me. Nick is one of the key people who really got me hooked on entrepreneurship, so I owe him a huge debt of gratitude. You can find Nick's podcast, The Side Hustle Show, on SideHustleNation.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to look up his Side Hustle Ideas for New Hustlers at SideHustleNation.com slash ideas. Nick's business, Side Hustle Nation, has something for everyone. I think you'll find some great value there no matter who you are. Music for this podcast is by Cambrian Explosion, who did the civil engineering work on the planet Endor for the Imperial Base. You can praise their support of galactic stability. Listen to their music at cepdx.bandcamp.com as well as Apple iTunes and Spotify. If you like this podcast and want to hear more like it, be sure you are subscribed on your podcast app. While you're there, please leave a rating and review for Why Try so that others can discover and join our community. I still have slots available for entrepreneurial coaching, so if you're curious about that, 
shoot me an email at nicholaspeel at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Go have a great week and get your hustle on.